Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the 52nd edition of the Driving Mall Show. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host this evening. And uh, yes, I'm back after a week off. I missed last week because it was my birthday. Um, but um, I'm here. Unfortunately, oh, oh, I was going to say, unfortunately, it looks like I've been, um, everyone else has got AWOL and I'll be on my own. But no, just in the nick of time um, with uh, perhaps two seconds late. But hey, because I do an intro, he was, he was on time. How are you doing, Stephen? Very good. Thank you, Paul. It seems like I've been away uh, forever, obviously, away for the weekend. So, yeah, once again, it was a privilege and a pleasure to be on the show, although uh, even Northland Traffic couldn't hold me back this evening, Paul. <laughs> yes, um, I've, I've had a quick look through the news and I couldn't find anything that was going on uh, mentioned there about the Auckland traffic. So I hope everyone's safe and well, because apparently, mm. as you say, you've, you're having gridlock and stuff. But so, yeah, no, 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 I couldn't find anything on there. But um, <laughs> I was about to say, Paul. Unfortunately, yeah, there has been a a fatality, but it's sad news. Not you know, not what a a family wants to hear. Um, you know, just a another day at work, and uh, and you lose somebody. So uh, yeah, not not great at all. And apparently, a couple of people have been taken to hospital. This all just happened only a couple of minutes away from where I I live uh, on uh, Great North Road. So hey, thoughts go out to all those people involved. Uh, listen, at the end of the day, I was just stuck in traffic. I got home safe, and no doubt a whole lot of other people did as well, Paul. So uh, yeah, it kind of makes you think what's uh, what's real, and, and whilst we enjoy our, our footy and sport, uh, it does make you think. Absolutely, there's much more more important things than uh, um, than that. Uh, so uh, we'll be, um, but uh, but this that's what this show is about. We'll be talking about rugby, and how was your rugby weekend, Stephen? What did you get, what did you get up to? Um, the uh, get to see much Super Rugby, or, or actually, well, actually no, I, I know you you got out out and about um, around the grounds, didn't you? Yeah, I can't. Um, yeah, I didn't see a great amount of Super Rugby. I, I did a bit of a, a road trip trip up to Openoni, which is about three and a half hours uh, from Auckland, and, and, and caught up with some family. But I took the opportunity to head over and uh, watch a little bit of uh, uh, tire power. Northland uh, Club Rugby and uh, the game I attended was in uh, Kitty Kitty or between uh, Kitty Kitty and uh, Western Sharks and uh, yeah good good turnout good crowd uh, Kitty Kitty that's the club of uh, uh, current uh, Blues halfback Sam Nock so uh, yeah great great facility up there and uh, it's a it's a real community feel Paul you'll obviously know that buzz being down in the uh, Waihi area. Yeah, for me, I was uh, at so at Waihee for Waihee versus Thames. We had a double header, B and A teams both playing Thames. Um, so I videoed both of those for the club, uh, and then I got myself over to Hamilton for the um, uh, for the Chiefs game there as well. So uh, look, um, Stephen did some great videos and interviews from the post match uh, of the uh, at um, there's on our Facebook page. So go check those out using the Sports Radio uh, and. Um, you can see the post-match interviews with from the Chiefs game that I put up there as well. So that's all there on New Zealand Sports Radio. If you'd like to support us to help us bring you that kind of content, um, because 
you know what coming up is the uh, Bunnings NPC and uh, Bunnings Farrah Palmer Cup. We'll be getting around those games and bringing you coverage from those as well. Uh, you can become a supporter of New Zealand Sports Radio over at patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio. Uh, and you can help us uh, to be able to get around those ones. But also, just importantly, to have the right text, so we can actually do the interviews. Um, because without that, uh, it's um, without your support, in all honesty, we can't afford uh, the sort of microphones and uh, computers and cameras and stuff that we use. So thank you very much to all of the uh, supporters of New Zealand Sports Radio. Um, so, Stephen, yeah, both of us out there amongst the community, and uh, uh, which, which was which is great to see. Um, straight away into Super Rugby then, and you know what, COVID is impacting us yet again. Uh, yes, we have a travel ban between Melbourne um, or or, um, or Queensland, um, not Queensland, wrong 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 place, Victoria, sorry, um, and uh, and New Zealand for seventy two hours. Um, and uh, as Simon Hughes has put in the live chat there. I hear Melbourne Rebels might not be able to play this week. Um, and yes, well, what are we, we're on today is today's Tuesday. 72 hours is three days. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or, um, or is it coming in tonight? I'm not sure. Either way, it's going to be touch and go for the Rebels game um, this weekend. Uh, I'm just trying to bring that up to remind myself who they are playing. Um, they are um, playing the Highlanders it's on Sunday. Um, so maybe... Um, the borders will be open, but it's, it's looking a bit tight, isn't it, Stephen? Yeah, it's to be honest, it's a, it's a big ask. They would have probably only got off the plane, probably I, I, I would think yesterday they would have got got back to Melbourne and and uh, and just uh, get that news. Actually, not yesterday. The Sunday was a couple of days ago. I'm losing the plot here. So uh, yeah, to get this sort of news two days later would be very very frustrating for them. So a, a real big ask to. Um, to uh, once again sort of get to the venue very, very late. It's asking a lot. It is. Look, they flew back from a Friday night game in Wellington. So I'm guessing they flew back probably Saturday morning, as you say, got home Saturday, a couple of days later this. Um, and uh, I expect they would have been, for the Sunday game, would have probably been flying out on Friday. Um, and I guess with Sunday captain's run and then, uh, that, sorry, Saturday captain's run, Sunday the game. Uh, so maybe they'll be able to keep that same schedule uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I know the Chiefs were flying out on Wednesday or tomorrow, sorry, um, to uh, make it for their game against the Reds on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, Thursday or Friday, I thought the Rebels would be flying. And we'll have to see um, what's, um, uh, what, what what comes out of that one. Uh, but, so yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one for you folks uh, there. Um, Simon then also mentions, uh, I'll be honest, I I didn't keep um, an as, as, uh I didn't see much um, Super Rugby, Stephen. I'm guessing you didn't watch much of European rugby either um, because uh, I didn't either. So, yeah, so Simon, to lose Larachal might have been the best match of the weekend, um, but I'll tell you, neither of us saw it. So, but congratulations to Toulouse on winning the uh, European Champions Cup. Interestingly enough, there was a, a red card in that particular game as well. So, it kind of makes you wonder if it was, if, if it had an, an influence. I, I did see some scores where Larachal were. We're up by a decent score at, at some stage, but got uh, run down on the end. So it'd be interesting to know where that card was handed out for. Oh, it was a very early card. Um, so I think they had like 50 odd minutes or so um, with the, down to um, uh, down to down to 14 men. Um, uh, the, one of the pictures I do like is a picture of Intermac, um with his dad on his shoulders whilst he holds the cup. Um, and then a picture of him on his dad's shoulders when his dad won the cup as a player many years ago so uh a then and now photo from them so um apparently the first father and son combination uh, uh, of players to have won the uh heineken champions cup there so uh, great to see uh well, congratulations to them on that unique achievement uh over there in um over there in france um so talking about super rugby then um and uh, oh yes uh <laughs> yeah i have heard some some, some comments that um Ohio West um, kicking wasn't so good, uh, and uh, yeah, they had some problems there. But anyway, um, I think he missed uh, missed three or so from um, from that one. Um, moving on then, and uh, uh, to uh, Super Rugby twenty twenty two. Now there seems to be all sorts of stuff going on over in Australia at the moment as to what format they want to have or don't want to have, and discussions. 
Um, there's some talk that uh, they want to have the same format as this year. So Super Rugby AU followed by Super Rugby Trans-Tasman. Um, uh, there's other suggestions, obviously, of as having the 12-team round-robin competition um, with the uh, Fiji, Drua and Moana Pacifica coming in. Um, Stephen, can you, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Do you think that, uh, that Australia needs Super Rugby AU to keep interest or, or, or do you think that uh, they should be testing themselves uh, against uh, more teams? You know what, I actually think after watching both competitions, I think they need to be a part of it because their game really needs to be improved. Um, I just sort of wonder if we have this little little burst with trans-Tasman rugby, we kind of we go away, then they go back to their competition again next year when the level just drops drops a little bit. I, I, I just think having the one competition would be the better way to go, Paul. I, I, I just think... I know people will say, "Well, the crowds are crowds were crowds are dropped off," but I'm saying that we've seen some pretty useful crowds turn up to the Australian leagues of of, of the game, and mm. yeah, just you know, you know, for me, this round was probably disappointing in, in, in terms of at least the first round. We had a couple of games that could have gone either way at the end of the day, but looking back on these games, they were they were pretty much uh, uh, one sided across the board. With that Reds Crusaders game being the biggest surprise because you know you, there you saw a Crusaders side that was out there at their very best as opposed to the week before you know they they basically treated it like uh, the battle of the of the champion teams and they put on a performance accordingly and unfortunately the Reds couldn't couldn't live with them. No, absolutely right. Uh, that so yeah the, yeah, the Crusaders saw that as base as being kind of like the mini final. Uh, and going, yeah, this is where we, they, they probably, the Crusades, a bit like the All Blacks, when they have, when there's a uh, a statement game, they really raise their game for it, yep. their, their play. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the Crusades clearly saw this one as a statement game um, and uh, went after it big time. Paul, I was about to say, you know, the crazy thing about it, and I, I just managed to catch some of the, the highlights uh, yesterday, and they, they were only highlights, and there was an interesting comment um from one of the commentators, and he actually said that, listen, the Reds, apart from dropping a pass, you couldn't say they were really, really bad. They just came up against a team that was clearly that much better than what they were. You know, the Reds, the Reds on another day, if they'd played with that sort of intent, would probably beat a, beat a few other sides. But, uh, oh, listen, no, I think there's a... There's probably a couple of Kiwi sides they can rattle the cages with, especially at home. You know, the Blues, uh, I think, play the Reds over in, over in Brisbane, and, and, and they will have to find a, a much better level than what they showed on, on the weekend. And once again, I'm just going off highlights, highlights, Paul, but you could hardly say at times the Blues were convincing against the Waratahs. Yeah, look, we had a couple of games where um, teams didn't play. I mean, the Hurricanes, again, also, I don't think, had a particularly good game. Um, against the Rebels either. Um, so, look, I think, uh, to me, what has um, uh, come out of this one is that the, uh, come out of this competition is that the organisers of the competition really have not put um, their, um, their uh, have, have not put the greater good uh, together on this one. They haven't thought through and said, okay, for this competition to be successful, what do we need? What do you need? You need an Australian win in the first round or the first couple of rounds. Uh, and so, hence, they should have lined up some fixtures that were likely or possible or, or more likely than not to be uh, Australian wins early on, rather than asking the asking the Brumbies to go on a three a three game tour uh, against three top teams from from the from the New Zealand team competition was 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 not on uh, asking the rebel asking the Reds to turn around at short notice or not short notice sorry to turn around on, on a shortened week. Uh, with, with a Friday night game and travel was not a good idea. Um, Paul, I think it's just been bad scheduling. Yeah. Paul, the other thing that's that's playing out in my mind, we all know Australia hasn't got a lot of depth, but if you look up to Japan, gee, they've got some real quality players. I mean, I'm talking Australian players running around in that Japanese competition. Um, and, and, and there's some really good ones. Sean McMahon, is a player that comes to mind. Jack Debrosini is running up, but sprinkled throughout a lot of those teams. Hendrik Tui is running around up there. Boy, you, you wonder 
with some of those players running around or maybe even a marquee player that's running around over there, how much better they'll be. Because, you know, you look at the, say, for example, if you look at the Western Force, even with a couple of veteran New Zealanders who are who really are towards the end of their career, look how much add value those two players add. You know, I'm talking about Jeremy Thush, Thush and, uh, and um, Richard Kahui, how much value and experience they add to that uh, Western Force side. You know, can you imagine sort of the Waratahs having about even two or three marquee players that can can basically, um, you know, stimulate this team or, or, or basically have the experience when the when the chips are down to stay in the fight pool. Yeah, no, you're right. And look, we, one of the problems with with, the, with particularly with the Waratahs is the number of internationals that they've that they've that they've, that they've shipped and lost. Um, Aaron is saying that uh, is, is saying um, uh, said you're saying the draw should have been rigged, a la bookies stuff. Uh, look, at the end of the day. The five teams are playing five teams, right? Um, so you, you, you're not rigging the draw too much. It's not like you're saying, um, you know what, uh, we'll avoid certain teams. You're still going to play all five New Zealand teams. It's just which order and whether you play them at home or away. So um, putting the Brumbies up against the, as I say, travelling to the Crusaders, the Chiefs and the Blues was uh, w- was a tough ask. And listening to the um, to the, the post-match interview, you, go, you can go and listen to um, uh, Dan McKellar's one. But... Uh, uh, he's talking about, oh, yeah, we've got to test ourselves and see our level. And you're kind of like, okay, with those sort of comments, basically you were not expecting to come up and win very many games on this bit, to be honest. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, and, that, and that, 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 that follows through. So, yeah, look, I think, um, I, I don't think you could have, especially the Crusaders, I don't think the Crusaders could have asked for a better draw than they've, than they've got. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the draw has been preferential to the New Zealand side. Um, essentially, uh, whereas I think it should have been perhaps, uh, as as they are the stronger sides on the whole, then perhaps they should they they should take the uh, uh, yeah we should try to evening things up a little bit more. Anyway, um, Paul, I was going to say if you, if you want to talk about a team that, um, and when you talk about draws, boy, talk about a, a tough draw. You look, you look at the Brumbies; they've mm-hmm. had to play the Crusaders away, the Chiefs away, and this weekend they've got the Blues away. Um, Boy, but um, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, Aaron, don't jump off the screen, but I wouldn't put it past them putting one over the Blues. I just have a funny, funny feeling. Have a funny feeling there. Uh, yeah, exactly. See, he was reading my mind. I, you must must have a camera in my room here. Um, yeah, I, I I actually think that they're a team that could could basically uh, t- turn an upset. The problem the problem that they've got can they. Can they lift themselves uh, uh, three weeks in a row? I mean, so I, I, I've not seen any of the of the uh, Chiefs uh, uh, Brumbies game, but was that a case of the Chiefs being just on a, another planet and the Brumbies just below form compared to the week before, Paul? Oh no, I wouldn't call it on another planet. I would say that they controlled the game really well. They 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 played where they wanted to play. Uh, they kept hold of the ball for for big periods in that, especially in the first half, and got the lead. Uh, and made sure that the Brumbies basically didn't get to play in their half. Uh, so it was a, a well-controlled game rather than necessarily... Uh, yeah, I'm not saying they were... They were and Damocles said, opposite, yeah, look, they were better than us on the night. We didn't turn up physically, um, but I don't think there's a million miles between the two teams. Uh, and he's, yeah, I think he's right there. that The teams are yeah, are probably much uh, are much closer than 14 to 19, um, scoreline suggests. Uh, normally, but yeah, they, they didn't have the physicality and any intensity, so I think they'll they'll know that and get up for the Blues game much better, hopefully this coming weekend. But um, I do think they need to, uh, as you say, yeah, uh, test them, uh, test themselves like this. Um, the uh, I the other option is to have a, a Super Rugby AU, Super Rugby uh, NZ with with the Fiji Drewer joining Super Rugby AU and uh, Moana Pacifica joining um, Super Rugby uh, Aotearoa. Um, and then having the crossover afterwards, uh, but um, that way, uh, that way you get an Australian champion, a New Zealand champion, and then this, uh, then this crossover piece. Um, I think I don't like this crossover piece where you don't carry the games through. Um, so perhaps we'd carry those um, those games through, but um, still, that's a possibility. But I can't see them. I think we are going to have a twelve a twelve team Trans Tasman competition uh, next year. Um. I was going to have a quick chat about some of the mid-year test 
mid-year games. Um, now, uh, oh, actually, first off, um, Stephen and Ashwin, I know if, if Ashwin's watching, but uh, yeah, thank you for your kind words last week. That was uh, at the beginning of the show. I had to listen to the show. Um, well, you're, you're, the two of, you, you two of you did a very good job having a chat about Kieran Reid's um, career. Uh, but there's one comment from uh, well, one thing I'd just like to add uh, to what you said about that. Uh, I sat next to um, Alex Corbusiero during the uh, the Lions tour over here, uh, and uh, during that we 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 got into a closed. Um, I got invited into a closed uh, um, All Blacks training session, and we chatted away with Alex Corbusiero, who happened to be sat there as well. He was doing media stuff. Most of the media weren't allowed in there. It wasn't it wasn't open to the media, um, which I just happened to get an invite. Um, through a Scott Hornell, so thank you for that, mate. Um, uh, and one of the things he pointed, he, he said, was that um, the biggest hit hit he ever took in his career was being tackled by Kieran Reed. Um, and uh, was I mean, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of things you think about Kieran Reed for, but uh, uh, being a big hitter or being the hardest hit a British and Irish Lions prop has received in his entire career isn't necessarily where you'd put. You think be more on the skill side than necessarily the power side, um, but. Uh, yeah, good. A good. Uh, just to add, add that to your, uh, say, your, your wonderful review of his of his career um, last week on the show. Yeah, Paul. Paul, I was going to say, um, uh, Rocky Elson would have very similar thoughts as well. Um, Eg getting pretty much sideswiped uh, um, in the uh, 2011 semi final. Yeah, very. Uh, I've actually heard that comment through a few people. Very, very physical. Yeah, you're talking a guy that's. Six three, six four, and very, very wiry, as as well, Paul. But uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, great stories, and I'm pretty sure there'll be many more. So let's uh, so so let's uh, touch on the the media test to start off with. Um, and you guys talked about the the New Zealand ones, uh, the fact that so the All Blacks take on Tonga, uh, Mount Smart Stadium, um, and then they'll be playing the uh, Fiji in Forsyth Bar down in Dunedin, and then at FMG Stadium in Waikato. Now, uh, a couple of things here. The New Zealand versus Fiji in uh, in Waikato is the same weekend as the uh, Waikato Club Rugby Finals. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so, interesting scheduling there um, for that one. So, um, uh, so yeah, so that's uh, uh, coming up. Uh, and, you know, Ashford, hey, good, good that they're taking it out to the regions. I don't know. I... I um, Forsyth Bar is going to have two games this year. Um, and I'm thinking, uh, what a wonderful game they had down in Nelson. Um, so could they have taken another party down there? Or when is the last time the All Blacks played in um, Napier? That's a really good, that's a good question. I think they actually played against Fiji. And I think it might have been in the about 95 or 1996. I can recall... Um, Somebody making a, somebody an All Black player making a debut, but boy, that'd primarily be a little bit of a guess, Paul. So yeah, so well, it's um for me not not in living memory as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> from, your your living memory takes us back about 25 years yeah. <laughs> uh, since the last time I played there. I, I thought I, I'd have thought this would be a fantastic opportunity to take one of those games to Napier to have a game. Um, and you might say Fongaray, but look, Fongaray had the British and Irish Lions a couple of years ago play up there. Um, Rotorua's had uh, Maori All Blacks games and uh, British and Irish Lions games there. Um, New Plymouth at the moment hasn't got a stadium uh, that can host them. Uh, same with Southland, really. That uh, that stadium's about to go through renovation as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, to me, Hawks Bay or um, or Palmerston North uh, with um, with Hawks uh, sorry Napier or Palmerston North with Hawks Bay or Manawatu, uh, two provinces that haven't had much love recently. Or uh, within uh, uh, that may, maybe could have had one of these smaller test matches um, uh, hosted at one of their places. Admittedly, Manawatu as uh, the um, Manawatu Stadium isn't a great one, um, and I'm not sure it's up to scratch for 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 a test match. But um, but from what I've seen, the Hawks and I've not been down there. You've you've been down there fairly recently, uh, but the, the 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 same down down in uh, Napier is a bit more is is a proper stadium. It proper stands on both sides. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's not too bad. It's, it's actually got stands at uh, at uh, sort of like I think it's the Caltra Main Stand, which is towards the um, the more the more the town end. Uh, are we heading away from uh, from the from 
from the basically the sea end. The sea end is pretty much a, an open open terrace, if I recall, and two stands on the other side. I think comfortably all up, it holds about oh probably twenty twenty five thousand. Yeah, that's a, that's a decent decent size for for for, for one of those test matches. Um, so. Um, I would have gone for for that one. I mean, Aaron's mentioning there that look, yeah, local Fijian population in Auckland and Waikato uh, is is is, um, uh, is 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 bigger, true, um, but not much from not much from Fijian one down in say Dunedin. I mean, Dunedin's getting two tests this year, and I can't remember the last time it's had two test matches outside the Rugby World Cup. To be honest, um, so I thought that would be um, uh, would be a good one. Um, the uh, Samoa versus Tonga quali- uh, um, World Cup qualifying match is. Um, going to be uh, held in Hamilton, yes, and that will be the curtain raiser for the uh, All Blacks versus um, Fiji game. So, as I say, um, you've got two game, two two uh, international test matches in Hamilton on the same day as the uh, uh, as the club finals. Um, see, see, seriously, <laughs> I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still trying to get my head around. Why don't we just play it the night before or the day after? So the, 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 there will be, I think there will be some discussions with the clubs as to how they can change that. Um, so uh, so yes, so I was going to say we at Sport Radio will be talking to the pool. We, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so yes, there is there is, uh, there is it is that double header there. Um, the last oh okay so Napier, oh, so the last rugby match the All Blacks played in Napier was 2014 against Argentina. Still oh, six years ago. Very good. Um, so thank you, Simon, for that. Um, but still six years ago, so I think I still think they, that they could be a, they, they could be due another one uh, on my mind. Um, so the the other point I'd like to take from all of this is that uh, the home unions, so England, um, Ireland, and Wales in particular, um, are all not touring uh, and actually are hosting their games at home. Scotland. Is the exception they're going to travel to Romania uh, and to Georgia and have games there but say England, Ireland and Wales are playing at home not going to um, the USA, Japan, Argentina where um, the uh, which are the teams that they're going to be playing against uh, obviously missing all their um, uh, British and Irish Lions uh, contingent of players to uh, uh, heading off down to South Africa so they are weakened sides. Um, now the, the way that international test matches work, I think, which we're, we're all kind of aware, is that the home side gets to keep all the cash um, and um, the, uh, ex- the visiting side just gets their travelling expenses, essentially. This would be a fantastic opportunity for Argentina to make some cash. Um, or the USA, uh, Canada, um, Japan. Are they... Uh, are, are these are extra test matches for the... Um, for the home unions, I hope, and it is hope rather than expectation, uh, that they will share the profits from these games with those unions. Um, but uh, I'm not going to hold my breath on this one. Uh, rugby uh, values and all that doesn't seem to go as far as money. Let's be honest. I was going to say, uh, on, on, on the plus side, we're slowly starting to see crowds come back to sport in, in Britain. Of course, we you know we've just seen the FA the FA Cup. Uh, when was it? Not this weekend, but the the week, weekend before. And uh, you know, whilst um, Wembley Wembley Stadium Stadium wasn't full, I think it had about twenty five thousand there. But mind you, twenty five thousand English football fans <laughs> did make enough noise for a full stadium, if you know what I mean. So you know, slowly they're starting to get crowds. So maybe you know, and with a lot of people getting vaccinated, you know, hopefully the circumstances change. Oh, look, I hope they get crowds. To me, it's a matter of the fact that these that uh, these um, tier two nations plus plus Argentina, so like um, are, are not going to get the are not going to get the opportunity to host teams and therefore make any income. And at the end of the day, they need income, don't they, to to improve? So, um, so yes, yeah, so I hope hopefully, and I say it, it is hope rather than expectation uh, that there'll be some revenue sharing with the visiting teams of Canada. Um, uh, and also, I mean, also for Fiji and uh, um, and Tonga, they come to New Zealand. Again, not expecting too much, um, but um, uh, but let's uh, at least. And again, these are tier one games for these countries, which is good. 
but let's be honest, it's only happening because uh, New Zealand couldn't. Uh, New, Z New Zealand lost the uh, the normal Test matches that they were expecting against Italy. Uh, these are it's um, this, this, let's not try and make out that this is some altruistic thing. Um, and the same for the for the, for the home home nations as well. They're just they're trying to fill a gap in their schedule um, that's uh, that, that's come about because of COVID. Um, the uh, the other one that jumped out at me, which I hadn't. Then obviously we go into the, um, the rugby championship, uh, where New Zealand will be uh, heading over to Australia to play in Perth. Um, they'll be hosting Australia in Wellington, Argentina at Eden Park, um, and then um, Argentina down in Wellington, uh, South Africa um, in uh, Forsyth Bar, and then South Africa at Eden Park again. So interesting that Wellington's getting two test matches, Eden Park getting three test matches. Uh, sorry, four test matches. Uh, sorry, three, three plus, um, sorry, three plus, uh, I've gone blank, three plus um, Mount Smart. Um, then, uh, and Forsyth Bar getting two as well. So, yeah, interesting that, uh, uh, that, that, that's, that that's the spread of those games. Um and then New Zealand will be playing Australia for a fourth time. And can you uh, can you guess where that's going to be? A fourth time? Oh, not in New Zealand. No. That that would be. I would say it'd be in Sydney at the big at the big uh, ANZ Stadium. No. No. Melbourne Cricket Ground. No, it's going to be at um, uh, Khalifa International Stadium. Khalifa International Stadium. Okay, you've got me there. <laughs> in Doha, Qatar. Wow. Yeah. Interesting choice of um, of place to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For those of you on the podcast, <laughs> Stephen Harris has just uh, made the money sign with his hands. Um, yeah. Yep, Australia versus New Zealand at uh, Khalifa International Stadium, Doha, Qatar, on the way over to Europe for their November internationals uh, there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm not uh, not a country with a fantastic um, humanitarian record uh, or uh, any kind of rugby heritage that I'm aware of. Um, so, uh, yeah, very, very minimal um, rugby heritage as well. Uh, very strange one. Uh, that's a very strange uh, choice of location, uh, in, in my view. Um, I guess they're looking for somewhere that they can play a game um, that is overseas. Um, and, uh, uh, and that's on, on the 23rd of October. Uh, Simon Hughes is saying um, uh, Melbourne. I don't know why. Um, but um, uh, probably, I'm probably guessing where, where they're going to play. Um, so, look, I mean, that's, uh, it's, it is all about the dollars. Um, but, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of that location. At all, it's not it's not exactly growing the game like a, a game in the USA or, or Canada. Uh, so yeah, not happy. I'm not, I'm not a uh, yeah, not happy with that choice. Um, no, can't can't say I am either. Paul, um, it holds forty five thousand uh, according to uh, according to Wikipedia, but uh, uh, no doubt there'll be some uh, some big big rollers, some high rollers over there who uh, probably won't mind uh, paying that, that that extra bit of cash, Paul. Yep. Um, uh, and and uh, Simon says, uh, "Is that the ground it was built for slave labour?" Uh, look, I'm not sure. I'm not, now. I pay uh, allegedly. Um, the um, as you, um, look, it's um, uh, not not a great um, uh, not 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 a great uh, um, uh, yeah. I say not a great humanitarian record. Um, look. Uh, if if they get that place a quarter full, I'll be amazed. Um, to be honest, I'm not expecting a big crowd uh, for that game. New Zealand then will play another game outside of the test window against Wales on the 30th of October uh, before playing Italy, uh, Ireland uh, and France. Um, Paul, 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 I, 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 I suspect um, that game over there is more of a more of a, a co-op deal as opposed to uh, as opposed to a crowd um, t t turning up. I, I reckon probably uh, 
um, the locals over there have have probably paid through the nose just to host the game. Uh, me thinks, and um, any sort of crowd that turns up is a bit of a bonus. Yeah, I know. Mean, I've got taught the, the, the terms calls it sports washing or whatever um, to basically make your make uh, to to to, to uh, give your country uh, or give your location um, some uh, positive coverage um, to balance the negative coverage it gets through uh, its other. Uh, for other reasons so look yeah that's what it's been done for i mean doha has uh, look it's had a grand prix there uh that they paid for it's also had um uh i think the asian games and and, and various other international tournaments so look it, it's part of what um it's part of what uh, doha um do uh to, to yeah say to, to to give it some um, uh to, to give it to, to, get, to get published good probably good publicity for the game or good publicity for the country um, another interesting game that jumped out at me um, is, um, or two interesting ones actually, Ireland playing Moana Pacifica um, <laughs> on the 5th of November. I don't know if that will be the same Moana Pacifica that's going to take part, take part in Super Rugby or, or kind of or, or what team, how they're putting that team together. Um, also, uh, on the 27th of November, so this is outside the test window, the uh, Barbarians taking on Samoa. So um, I have no idea what kind of team Samoa will be able to put together for that game. Could, could, it, could this be a Manapus Vega trial for? Um, well, after after their game against Ireland at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the, the, uh, the window, um, yeah, maybe. Um, who knows? Because you've got to say that, uh, yeah, uh, let's be honest. Um, a big, uh, Gallagher Premiership top fourteen teams um, countries are not known for releasing their players for games outside of windows at the best of times. Um, so, uh, yeah, Samoa versus Barbarians on 27th of November. Hopefully, uh, Samoa get to um, pick as many of their players as possible. Um, but um, it'll be interesting that, like, as far as I can see, they're not playing the weekend before. So maybe they've done a deal with the clubs that they released, they, they, that they, uh, the players with their clubs on the 20th, um, but therefore they're allowed to have on the 27th. Um, we'll have to wait and see how that one pans out. Um, uh, obviously, all the other countries, uh, obviously, all the European countries are hosting, um, and most of the Southern Hemisphere ones are touring. So, uh, at the moment, it doesn't look like the USA or Canada have got any games during that window, um, which is uh, of, uh, which is interesting to see. Uh, you'd have thought that uh, they would be looking at getting the USA a game or two, uh, a game in, in there. You'd have thought England currently haven't have got a tier two game on the 6th of November that doesn't have a name next to it. So I'd have thought I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being the USA. Um, but having played them in the July window, maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. Um, that's all I've got to say about the... Um, some of you say, I'm guessing you're looking at Wikipedia for the end of year tour. Yes, I am. Uh, that's very true. I am looking at uh, Wikipedia for the end of year tours. Um, and so it does come with a caveat. Uh, this isn't... Uh, th that's where I'm looking at it from. Um any sort of comment? Any other thoughts on the international games this year, Stephen? Or should we move on um, to? Not, not, not so much the international game, but it's something that we've sort of uh, we haven't picked up and ran with uh, for a while. Is the is the Premiership Rugby uh, pool only three rounds left in uh, Premiership Rugby uh, before they uh, head into the uh, playoffs? Um, I think we can pretty much put a ring around Bristol, who are um, out in front over Exeter. They're on seventy six points, sixty eight points. Um, with only three rounds to go, I'd say Bristol are going to be pretty hard to claw back from from their Exeter on 68, Sale on 64, Harlequins 61, and those other crucial positions, that fifth and sixth place, are just being held by uh, Northampton on <clears throat> 50 points. So you could probably arguably say they're safe. And then there's a real battle going on for that sixth placing uh, between uh, Leicester on 44, London Irish 43, Wasps 42, in Bath, 42, Newcastle on 39. But they'll probably need a lot of results uh, to go their way, Paul. I haven't looked into the, the makeup or how they, those playoffs are, um, uh, are basically... Well, those, so, so, so those fifth and sixth places are for the, are for the Heineken Cup, are for the European Champions Cup um, piece, uh, not for the playoffs. The playoffs are, among, are amongst the top four. Um, and uh, with an 11-point gap, between Harlequins and uh, Northampton with three games to go, uh, it lo it's looking like 
um, those top three, those top four uh, will be in the uh, uh, in the semi-finals or, or of um, of the Premiership, and it's just a matter of who gets the home draw. Obviously, Bristol will get one, um, but can either Sale or Harlequins get past Exeter to get a home home semi-final? Um, Exeter currently got a four-point gap, so uh, looking good for that home for the home draw there for for Bristol and Exeter at the, at the moment. And and the good thing about it, all those four sides that are up there, all starting to hit a little bit of little bit of form. Although Harlequins went down in their uh, in their last game, and that was in round nineteen, they lost to, to Leicester 35 20, 29. So um, Bristol, man, going really really well this year. But I have a funny feeling once uh, Exeter get some of their uh, their England players and they come to that pointy end, um, I, you know, I, I, you know what? I still have a, a suspicion that. Excellent may come come through despite Bristol having a really good season. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna come down to those two. It's it's uh, really I mean Sale doing very well to be up in third. Admittedly, they've gone on a big shopping spree and bought half of South half of the uh, South African national team into their squad. Um, but um, that's uh, that, that's powered in there. But you, you, when you look at those top four teams, um, you just have to look at the points difference. 189 plus for Bristol, 193 for Exeter, 94 for Sale, 133 for um, Harlequins. The next team is the only other team with a positive points difference, which is um, Northampton in fifth, 16. Um, to a drop of um, a sort of 80 odd point of 80 ish points lower there, which shows those four have been uh, yeah clear of the rest of the pack and fully deserve their fully deserved being into that being in those. Uh, being in the, the semi-finals um, for the the Premiership, uh, I don't think you can say any other teams have been unlucky. The only team you might say is lucky is Worcester, uh, who were down in last place on 22 points, 14 points adrift, but no relegation this year, so they're nice and safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting, interesting times, and uh, definitely something here on New Zealand Sport Radio. I'm sure we'll be covering in the next few weeks, Paul. Yep, no, absolutely. So. Um, with that coming up, um, any other? Uh, oh, oh uh, Bunnings and um, Bunnings NPC, uh, you guys talked about the uh, schedule last week, um, and one of the points you brought up uh, was that um, Bay of Plenty now having four out of their five home games in uh, Taronga and just the one game in Rotorua. Uh, therefore, that one. And I'm guessing Simon brought that up because uh, being a Rotorua native, um, the. I, the reason for that is pretty simple: is that uh, they have plenty get crowds uh, in Taronga, and people in Rotorua just don't turn up um, to the games, uh, and, and then hence that's why those games are being are being moved. Uh, the the main reason that uh, they haven't had more games in Taronga previously is that there are no floodlights in Taronga, so they can only play day games. Uh, it does mean that Rotorua can be um, safe safe in the knowledge that if they have plenty. Get a top two position uh, in the uh, Premiership, then the fi- the semi final will be in Rotorua <laughs> because of uh, because of the timing of that game. Uh, but um, yeah, unfortunately, people in Rotorua just don't turn up to games, and that's why that's why they have plenty of hosting them in, in Tarong. Yeah, and and there's no reason why they, uh, you, you know, if they've got aspirations to to make that uh, uh, semi final or final after last year, after making the semi finals last year and, and their first crack, there's there's no reason why we can't see them do that again. Paul. Yeah, I mean, the biggest question about their plenty is going to be in the, is, is is their coaches at the end of the day. Um, Clayton McMillan, who who was the uh, the architect of um, those of the last couple of successful seasons that seen them promoted and also making the Premiership semi finals, uh, has obviously moved on to the Chiefs now. Um, so it's got a, they've got a new coaching setup, and it's just a matter of how quickly will they bed in? Um, will they? How will they work with uh, a squad that's used to working with Clayton McMillan? That's used to his systems. Uh, how 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 uh, how well will they take over that? We'll just have to wait and see. Um, that was yeah. That was my only kind of NPC. You guys discussed everything else, um, folks. We will be getting round. I say myself and Stephen will be getting round uh, to plenty of those games. We will get media passes to Northland, North Harbour, Auckland, Counties Manukau, Waikato, and Bay of Plenty. Or well rephrase that we'll be applying for them and previously they have given us them, so hopefully we'll get them again <laughs> hopefully um, hopefully we'll be dealing with the same media guys we did uh, uh last year 
um so uh so yes yeah, so we're we'll getting getting around those uh so say do, don't uh yeah do 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 follow us uh, especially on our the new zealand sports facebook page new zealand sport radio fa- facebook page where we'll be uh posting up all our post-match interviews with the players and coaches um on there we i do uh do particularly enjoy getting around uh that competition and talking to the uh, the players and coaches you get much more access than you do at super rugby level um which is which is great to see um, Aaron makes a point there that uh, there's much there's more money in Tarong and Rotorua. That's true, and also it's an expanding population as well. There's more people there uh, in the uh, uh, Tauranga, um Greater Metropolis um, or, or, or Greater Metropolitan Area, should I say? And and, and I suspect Paul, uh, commercial partners that are all based in that uh, uh, Tauranga hub as as well. So that's probably. Uh, plays a, a little part of us as well. well. I suppose if we haven't got much to add to the uh, NPC, uh, one level of rugby where we don't need to access passes is uh, club rugby. I was going to hand it over to you for yes, for our club rugby section. Exactly, Stephen. There you go. I thought I'd segue. I was just trying <laughs> to work out a segue into uh, into uh, club rugby. We've got a bit to cover off this week, but I am going to start in uh, North and they had uh, round nine of uh, tyre power Northern Club Rugby on the weekend. I'll quickly go through some of these results. Boy, a real old-school result here. Mid-Northern 8, horror horror 7. <laughs> so obviously a, a try each, but a penalty proving the difference. 8-7. We had uh, Old Boys Marist too good for uh, Wellsford 36-14 uh, at home. White Rennie Ranger uh, played at first five, but... Uh, um, the home the home team just not good enough on the day. A big result for Carmo, who's travelling very well. 60 points to five over Hikurangi. And uh, one of one team that's been a real turn-up this year. And they're pretty much, you know, it's this is their second year, Paul, but they're improving. And this is the team from the Bay of Islands. They're the side made of made up of Moirewa and UK. That's Ngati Hene. Moirewa UK beating last year's champions, Waipu 25 uh, points to 19. Of course, a couple of the uh, uh, players from last year's winning uh, championship team, Waipu, have uh, have moved on. So uh, a few new faces being seen in that local club side. But the, t- the game that I attended was in uh, Kirikiri, and it was uh, Western Sharks, the visitors, 53, Kirikiri, 13. And that's after the visitors led by 42 <clears throat> points to eight at half time and a very comprehensive performance. Uh, uh, they wow. were pretty fired very... up for this because in the uh, uh, first round, it was Kitty Kitty that travelled over to uh, to Dargaville and uh, and beat the Western Sharks by 32 points to 29. So it was a definite revenge for the Western Sharks. Now, uh, unfortunately for Kitty Kitty, they've got several injuries at the moment and it showed, but that's not taking anything away from what was a very good uh, Western Sharks performance. Dominant up front, they had Corey Tafata Colley, who's the captain. He's one of the uh, Northland uh, uh, players at the minute. Also very good was uh, Thomas Anderson, the uh, uh, the number eight, a very good uh, uh, loose forward, very mobile. But a man who impressed me greatly was uh, Tavita um, Fokafa, who's the uh, Tongan lock. Now, he's out of um, Rotorua Boys High School, Paul, only about sort of uh, three seasons ago. And, uh, boy, he was very good. Looks a really good pros- prospect. Played down in the Taranaki in uh, 2019, and he's certainly a player that uh, North and uh, are having a really good look at. But, of course, real big difference between uh, NPC level and, uh, of course, club level. And at Full Black, uh, uh, a very good game from Fijian Full Black, a series. Vatuna Vuku, who uh, was very elusive in the uh, in the Cheslin Colby Mole, very small, but uh, gee, footwork and uh, gas to burn, and he cuts all sorts of uh, capers on the paddock. So Western Sharks, coached by Peter Hugo, who uh, works uh, does a bit of work for the Northern Rugby Union, doing a a great job, and you just can see that they've got uh, uh, systems in a place. Um, we'll get to the table shortly for Kitty Kitty, well, a well-beaten side, but uh, the skipper O'Neill Rongo, who uh, you'll see uh, my interview with uh, on New Zealand Sports Radio, uh, check that out, played well. Connor McConduck um, also played well. I was very impressed with Liam Colley at uh, second five, big strapping uh, uh, second five, played very well, and uh, one of the better players also 
for Kitty Kitty was Jonah Ului Naveka, a, another Fijian uh, uh, fullback as well. There's quite the Fijian uh, community up in uh, Kitty Kitty, and of uh, course, one Fijian uh, that we happened to run into was uh, former Counties Monaco and uh, Highlanders uh, winger Tavita Nabura, who uh, has been out of rugby for the last couple of seasons with uh, uh, head knock uh, issues. Had a good chat to him. Check out that interview on New Zealand Sports Radio. But he does harbour some uh, um, uh, some thoughts about maybe at some stage when he does get come right, maybe representing Northland. So he would be uh, a really good pickup. Not so much this year, but hopefully he can recover from uh, these uh, head knocks. Now, one player I was excited about watching because he's been named in the Northland uh, trial teams for the centenary pool is uh, Salamone Tukunia. Now, Salamone played for St. Kentigan's uh, two years ago and is quite the talent. Um, um, I'm actually really surprised that he wasn't uh, picked up by Auckland. We're talking about a kid that's six foot three. Um, got a great offload, got speed, got step, uh, got it all, whether he's up to uh, uh, to uh, NPC level this year. Well, I suppose he can uh, throw his hat in the ring when the uh, trials are on during the uh, Northern Rugby Celebrations, Paul. So, uh, yeah, quite an interesting week. And, of course, uh, that table right there in front of us. Yeah, look, very tight at the top there. Just one point uh, separating uh, Old Boys Marist from um, Camo. Um, yep, top there. Carmo, yep. Carmo, sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, and then Mid Northern and Western Sharks, both of 37, just two points back. So very tight amongst those top four at the top um, yep. before a bit of a gap down uh, to, to the rest. Um, Hickerangi, unfortunately, and perhaps Wellsford struggling a bit this season. Um, but uh, let's, uh, let's hope they, 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 they keep turning up. Oh, absolutely. Still a few rounds to go, probably about five rounds before we uh, get into the playoffs. So uh, still plenty at stake. The good thing for uh, the uh, Western Sharks, they've actually beaten both Old Boys Marist and uh, Mid-Northern. Uh, they beat Mid-Northern comprehensively. This is a Mid-Northern team that's stacked with several uh, Northern players, although they are an extremely young side. Uh, a few people, I remember we had Corey Anderson uh, last year on New Zealand uh, Sports Radio in a preview uh, lead up to the, to the final. And he did say, they were a young side, but if that side can stick together over the next few seasons, they will be one to beat, as will uh, uh, Western Sharks. Carmo going along nicely, uh, doing the business, and I look through the table, looks like they've just had the uh, the one loss, Paul. So uh, that's it for uh, uh, Taipei Northland uh, Club Rugby as we uh, move on uh, to the uh, uh, North Harbour uh, competition. And uh, once again, some uh, more interesting results. I remember going along to the very first game of the season and thinking that uh, uh, Takapuna were just going to be absolutely unbelievable. But uh, unbelievably, in uh, round eight, they uh, travelled uh, to uh, Massey out here in West Auckland and went down 29-24, uh, and that was their second loss in a row and a real tight one, uh, North Cote and North Shore. It was North Cote getting, getting the job done, 20 points to 19. Uh, Silverdale travelled up to Walkworth, too strong for Mahodangi, 33 points to 7. Um, good to see a nice open game between uh, Kumu and Glenfield. Glenfield been uh, struggling this year, boy. They'll be happy to have scored 24 points, but um, on the other side of the ledger, uh, probably be looking a little bit at their defence, conceding 52 points to Kumu. And uh, the ever-improving uh, North Harbour Maris, 21-17, over East Coast Bays. So that's uh, the uh, results in North Harbour Club Rugby. We'll have a quick look at the uh, table there. Uh, North Shore, just the one loss this season on uh, 31 points. So that was their first loss on the week, the weekend. The team that they lost to North Cape on 28 points. Uh, Takapuna, they're still there or thereabouts, as their coach has told, told me. The championship is not won in uh, May. It's won a little bit later in the season. So they're sitting on uh, 27. And Messi, after that, a uh, good win on 22 points. North Harbour Marist on 21. And uh, Silverdale on 21. But uh, the likes of uh, Kumu and East Coast Bays, you know, not quite out of it, but you could probably say Mahurangi and uh, Glenfield uh, are probably just playing for pride for the rest of the season, Paul. Yeah, Mahurangi and Glenfield clearly, yes, clearly struggling this year. But when you look at, um, if you think that you've got Massey there in fourth place on 22 points, 
and that and then you've got um, uh, only uh, three points back. You've got uh, East Coast Bays, and that uh, that that covers five teams there. Uh, so it, there's only a win, only a win separates them, and uh, bonus points clearly going to be a big, big uh, a, a, a big driver there amongst those teams. Um, the Massey only really where they are now because of uh, they've got a, four wins and a draw, whereas everyone else has got four wins um, and losses kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, so bonus points are going to be key in that battle for the for, for at least the last um, semi-final place. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, listen, it's um, it, it, it's coming together coming together nicely. So we uh, we'll watch this uh, competition uh, with uh, interest as we will with our. Um, Next competition, which happens to be the Alan McAvoy Trophy here in uh, Auckland, and our results uh, uh, from round seven saw Suburbs uh, 35 five winners over Manukau uh, Rovers there. So uh, I know uh, Boa would have been would have been on the uh, sideline on the weekend, but uh, uh, Suburbs very young side, so they'd be happy with that win. Somewhat of a, a bit of an upset. Pakuranga travelled out to uh, Waitemata Park and. Um, Got the win over Waitemata at home. Waitemata, of course, missing Adrian Choke, who's on uh, Blues duty at the minute. But um, listen, the upset of the, uh, well, not the upset of the competition, because University are a very good side. Um, knocking over Grammar Tech and hold, handing them their first uh, loss of the season, but uh, also a, a, a very good uh, reward too for uh, um, Tyrone Elkington McDonald. Um, passing 100 points for the season. That's pretty impressive. After seven games, you've got to say, Paul, so he's certainly got his heat-seeking radar on his boots, finding the uh, middle of the post. The rest of the results, Papatoi Toi, 50-24 over Waitakere City. Ponsonby, too strong for Marist, 45-22 over Marist. And uh, College Rifles, 34-24 over Eden. So some interesting results there, but uh, an especially good result uh, for university as we uh, uh, look at the table in the Alan McAvoy Trophy. Of course, remembering it's the top eight that you need to make. Uh, Paul, and uh, I'll get you to take us through where, the, where those standings are at the minute. Yep, so College Rifles at the top there, um, just one point ahead of Ponsonby, or Ponies, um, but they've uh, the Ponies have played one more game, so uh, we do have buys in this one. Um, trying, to keep tr- trying to keep pace university there. On 26, just one point ahead of Grammar Tech, um, who, uh, whilst that was their first loss of the season, uh, they've uh, and they, they do have a game in hand over the two ahead of them. Uh, they had, a, they have had a, uh, um, they've they've had one of their buys already. Um, Eden uh, again, just trying to keep in touch on 23. Uh, perhaps uh, they're going to need some good results to keep in touch with that top four. Oh, the top eight you need to make, isn't it? That's right. So they're, they're good at the moment. Papatoi. Uh, on, on 20, uh, Pakaranga on 19. So it's all pretty tight there. A bit of a gap down to Marist on 15. And uh, now we're down to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Yeah, and they're currently holding 8th place. Um, so it looks... Uh, and then they've, they've played one less game than Pakaranga and um, Waitemata there, two points behind them. Uh, so look, Marist and Waitemata are clearly going to get going, going uh, head-to-head for, for one of those final places. Pakaranga not pulling away yet, but um, uh, they've uh, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, as they say. So they've uh, they, they've got the points in hand, uh, even if they've played one more game. Yeah, yeah. Paul, looking at it, you suspect your 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 overall winner though could probably come from one of those uh, top four teams. Mm-hmm. I think all capable of uh, beating each other on the day. Um, listen, speaking of, of Auckland rugby, it'll would be remiss of me not to uh, mention the uh, women's uh, results uh, for the weekend round seven of the Auckland uh, Women's Premier Competition. Just saw the two results with uh, Ponsonby, uh, 24-10 winners over Ardmore Marist. A real improvement uh, from Ardmore Marist. If we recall last year, they were getting some more mighty uh, thumpings uh, last year. And uh, somewhat of an upset here. Marist, uh, 31 over Manurewa last year's uh, beaten finalists, 31-27. Where does that leave us in the table? Well, after two rounds, we've still got uh, Manurewa uh, sitting at the top of the table, so it looks like every uh, most of the teams have had, had at least a loss in the uh, women's uh, division. And uh, we just go south a little bit, Paul, and we head down to the uh, 
uh, County's uh, uh, Manukau uh, competition and uh, the results from uh, round eight, that's the uh, McNamara Cup uh, from the weekend, saw Ardmore Marist 31 in a tight one over Waifu 24. Another tight one here, Paul. Not sure what's going on. Pukekohe 9, Bombay 8. There you go. And then uh, on the opposite side of the scale, in uh, another close game, Karaka 91, Papakura 12. Not too sure what happened there. Um, unfortunately, the uh, we had a... Um, Looks like a, a default, so Manurewa um, were to play Onifera, but looks like one of those teams uh, defaulted. I'm saying, it, thinking it's probably Onifero. And in our final result, another bigger result again, Patamahoe 91, uh, Weymouth 3. As we have a, uh, a quick look at the uh, table, and uh, Karaka on 34 points. I think they were at the top of the table last time we spoke. Paul Ardmore Marist 34. So those two uh, going uh, neck and neck. Manurewa on 31 and uh, Patamahoe on uh, 28. Pukekohe on uh, 23. Waiuku on 21. Bombay 17 and you'd have to say Papakura, Onifero and Weymouth all out of uh, the uh, running in the uh, County's Monaco Club Rugby competition. And uh, I suppose you've probably got some results closer to where you are, Paul. Um, I was just, well, I was going to say, again, looking at that table, with, again, you're looking at the top four there. Uh, really, uh, the, the, the winner's going to come from those four, isn't it, at the end of the day? Uh, it's no. hard. They, they looks like they, they, again, could beat each other on any given Sunday, um, whereas I think the, they, they've got the, uh, the edge over the ones beneath them. Um, no, I must. I don't have the uh, the Thames Valley scores this week for you. Uh, I'm afraid. Sorry. Um, yeah, I want to gloss over the fact that why he lost both the Bs and the As to uh, to Thames. So I'll just keep quiet about that and just uh, just, just, just just kind of move on um, and just ask you: Do you know what's happening up with Nico Jones at the moment? Wow. No, I'm not. I'm not. Not a hundred percent sure. Well, he has been playing for. Uh, for uh, Waitemata, as, as far as I know, um, if you could probably kill a little bit of time, I can just check to see if he was actually uh, playing for uh, Waitemata on the weekend. Of course, I was um, out of out of Auckland on the weekend, but I am back in Auckland at, at the minute, and I'll be heading out to, to watch a bit of uh, Goodyear Auckland uh, Club Rugby on the, the weekend as I pull up. So whilst, yeah, whilst you're uh, whilst you're doing that, um, you'll so you'll you'll be you'll be uh, catching some Auckland Club Rugby the weekend. Myself, I will be down again at Waihe Club Rugby this weekend because we again have got another double header of games. It's also our sponsors' day or our club day this weekend. So if you happen to be in the Coromandel or Bay of Plenty sort of Waihe area, do come on down. Uh, we're going to have a bit of it's, it's all going to be kicking off at um, Waihe Rugby Club on Saturday. It'll be a twelve thirty kickoff for the. Uh, uh, for the result for the bees and a, a two o'clock kickoff for the uh, the premiers. Uh, so do come down uh, and watch those games. Um, if you obviously I'll be there with my uh, bucket hat on. So do come over and have a beer with me um, post games. Uh, and uh, look on the quiet. Um, there's all there's, there's normally food left over from the uh, from the team's feed that everyone else can get 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 a chow on as well. So come you can you, you might be able to get a free feed out of it as well. Um, so yeah, so head on down to Waihi if you're in the area. Just, just to answer um, Aaron's uh, question, yeah, Nico Jones uh, uh, started, started in the uh, number eight jersey on on the weekend for for Waitemata, and in fact, he, from what I've seen, he's been playing some very uh, good uh, rugby this year. But I suppose they'd, they'd be disappointed that they uh, went down to the visitors on the weekend. But uh, our good friend of the show, Dwayne Polatovale, uh played halfback for uh, Pakuranga on the weekend, and uh, I'd say he'd have a, a bit of a smile. On his face, maybe at some stage we've got to get Dwayne uh, back on just to uh, have a bit of a chat about uh, uh, Goodyear Tyre Auckland Club rugby. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Um, and uh, as Aaron said, yeah, this coming weekend he'll be at uh, Eden Park because um, uh, with uh, uh, that um, Aiden, his uh, nephew, will be uh, playing. I will be actually uh, playing some pre. I'm not sure it's halftime or or pre-game games on the pitch. So uh, yeah. I'm sure the West Stand will be packed um, with uh, with family and friends to to see Aiden on his first um, first game there. Uh, the West Stand is where Aiden normally sits and watches Blues games. Uh, so yeah, cracking young kid. 
uh, and uh, I hope yeah, hope he has fun and his team have fun um, out there on uh, on the hallowed turf of um, of Eden Park. Um, you what you've if you walked on uh, walked on the grass at Eden Park a few times. Yes, I, have, I have. I need to introduce somebody though, Paul. <laughs> oh, you've never played. Oh, I just wanted to see if you'd ever 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 got to run out and play no, um, on the number. We, when they when they used to have games on the number two, yep, number number two, yes, but no, never, never, never had the luxury of uh, running out on the hollowed turf of Eden Park. Oh dear me! Um, so uh, yeah, I've, I've uh, again uh, a few club days. I've got to walk on there, and uh, I remember talking to um, Charlie Fulmina um, on on there on a club day. So uh, I'm picking up my uh, my bag of um, of, uh, of of potatoes. Uh, that were from the sponsors as well. So, uh, yeah, been on been on the, uh, the the grass a few times, but never playing. So yeah, so Aiden might be the first person, uh, sort of amongst uh, sort of friends and family that I know that kind of uh, have actually um, actually played on uh, Auckland uh, on on Eden, Eden Park's um, number one ground. Uh, we'll have to maybe we'll have to do an interview with him uh, about his experience on there uh, afterwards. Get get Ashwin to to interview him. Um. Thank you very much, Stephen. It's been a pleasure as always. Uh, thank you everyone who's joined us in the live chat. Don't forget that you can become a supporter of New Zealand Sports Radio over at patreon.com forward slash nzsportradio. Um, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 7am with the morning sports briefing. Tomorrow evening we will have the uh, standoff show uh, covering all the NRL news and the Knicks newsletter covering all, covering all the Phoenix news. Obviously, they had a big, big crowd down in Wellington last weekend, 20-odd thousand um, there for their first home game uh, in a long time, which was great to see. Also, we'll be back on Thursday with our Super Rugby preview show. Uh, we're obviously with five more games in the Trans-Tasman. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, you can hear whether we think any of those games will end up with an Australian win or we have to wait till round four. Uh, well, join us on Thursday to find out. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 